the pitch. Swing and a base hit to left center field. And Camellia's going to score. This game is over. On an RBI hit by Mickey Poole. Thanks for taking the time to download and listen to the Philadelphia Baseball Review Podcast. I'm Patrick Gordon, founder and executive editor of the Philadelphia Baseball Review. Our mission is to cover baseball at all levels throughout the Philly region, with a particular focus on promoting the amateur, high school, and college ranks. Our aim is to tell the untold baseball stories across the Quaker City. So please be sure to follow me on Twitter if you're not already at PGordonPBR. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening. Also, leave us a review. And be sure to visit PhiladelphiaBaseballReview.com where you can sign up for our daily newsletter. Now, let's get into today's show. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Pat Gordon here with the Philadelphia Baseball Review, doing something a little bit different here. Normally, uh, I have coaches and players and uh, former college players and everything on this podcast. And uh, tonight, as I mentioned a lot, one of the goals of Philadelphia Baseball Review is to try and grow baseball in the community around Philadelphia. And so tonight I'm joined by Bill Slaymaker, who is the project lead for Miracle Field Horsham. And we're going to talk about his efforts to raise money, plans on helping build a really awesome site for um, athletes to play baseball, especially those uh, that are inv- involved in challenger divisions and things like that, which we'll get into Bill, I appreciate you taking the time and being here tonight. Thank you for having me, Patrick. So walk me through this, Bill. For those that don't know, a miracle field, what does that mean? What is it for? And how did you get involved in this? So I can tell you um, how it fits into Horsham Little League. The As most pe- people who are involved in Little League know, Little League has two divisions. It has the able-bodied division of Little League that you and I would have played in, but there's also a division called the Challenger Division. And Horsham Little League has been the host of the Challenger Division in our part of Montgomery Montgomery County since about 1995. And those children who participate in the Challenger Division, they all have some type of physical disability of some kind and or developmental disability. And we've had a thriving program at Horsham Little League for a very long time, for about uh, the last 30 years or so. We typically have somewhere between 40 and up to maybe 70 participants a year. Kids range in age from about five years old, all the way up into their early 20s. And we've had this thriving program. Kids come from all over the place, from Horsham and Hatboro and Ambler and Warminster and from all over that area. And But the conditions aren't good. Uh, a lot of these kids play um, and they need a wheelchair or a walker to get around. And they are on a grass field that has a dirt infield and it's not ADA compliant. So we've hosted this division for all these years and now we have decided that we are forging ahead with this really great project to build these children, what's called a miracle field. 
and a miracle field is a baseball field specially suited for children with special needs. It's all ADA compliant. So one of the things that, you know, you think about here and you're mentioning with the field, you know, the traditional ball field, you can't really take a wheelchair and, and, you know, go up and down the base paths and, you know, with a walker, it's difficult to do. So that's one of the reasons why these fields are so important, right? Exactly. So this, this field will be ADA compliant, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act. And wheelchairs and walkers can move easily on it. It's a more of a soft surface, a special surface that's that's ADA compliant. So children with wheelchairs and walkers can navigate their way on the field. Another nice thing about our project is that we've been working with Horsham Township very closely for the last nine months. They have helped us select a piece of ground for the field. And Horsham Township has also donated about $400,000 worth of park improvements at Deep wow. Meadow Park in Horsham. They have offered to pave the parking lot, put in special lighting and special sidewalks so that folks with wheelchairs and walkers can access the field easily. Right. Yeah. And so much goes into this. You know, sometimes people I feel you know, think it's just another field, another ball field. And, and the truth is it's not. And to do this the right way, there's only a handful of these around the state, if I'm correct, right? Correct. There's only, I believe there's only three in Pennsylvania and there are only about 270 in the United States. So it, it's an incredibly special thing for a parks and recreation uh, community to have in, in any community throughout the country. It's a, a very special parks and recreation thing to have. Now, what about the involvement with Horsham Little League? I know you mentioned the Challengers division. You know, how much input have they had or will they have in this process going forward? Because I'd assume with it being based in Horsham, they would be first and foremost with this project, right? Right. Because and our affiliation with Horsham Little League has to remain close. Because the challenger kids, when they when they sign up to play baseball, Horsham Little League handles all of the registrations. We are a separate. We will be a separate entity from Horsham Little League, but the challenger kids will always be our number one priority to satisfy those kids um, to use the field. The field will have other uses. Challenger division runs about sixteen weeks out of the year, so obviously we can't have a facility like this sitting unused and we plan to find other uses for it such as we plan to start a um, wounded veteran softball league there are other uses um, such as in montgomery county they have something called the senior games and we could potentially host um, senior events there that the possibilities are endless and patrick i gotta tell you Cornhole is very big in my family, and I'm dying to start a, a summer cornhole league on the field at some point. Who knows? I see it on ESPN. It blows my mind. Next exactly. time we're here, they're giving scholarships right. now for it. Hell, I'm sure yeah. some of the baseball guys, uh, you know, are, are jealous of some of those. Yes, those athletes on ESPN getting money for that. They, hey, they're athletes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're athletes. Bill, what made you decide to to get into this? Right? I mean, is there a family tie to? Um, you know, a challenger's division or to a miracle league? Like, how did you 
wake up one morning and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to raise a couple mil and, and run out and, and make this great field for a good cause. What sort of was the the spark for you that made you get into this? So I, I don't have a child with special needs. Um, my kids are 21, 19, and 14. They, they've all played baseball or softball. Um, and I started coaching at Horsham Little League back in 2005. And I just got to know a lot of people up there. I, I'm crazy about the organization of my contacts in my phone. And if I type in Horsham Little League, I think there's 200 contacts in my phone wow. people that I've met through the league. Um, the way, so I know a lot of people there and sure. there's just so many great volunteers. And I'm always a fan of anybody who's volunteering their time for anything. Um, you, you have a friend in me. Right. And honestly the i was just telling this story earlier today that um i had covid bad right about this time last year really very bad um every symptom and uh i was laying in bed and i had that oximeter thing on or whatever that thing is that you put on your finger yeah yeah Mine was reading 88 and doctors were saying if it gets any lower than that you got to go to the hospital and it was like four or five days where I was laying in bed and I kept saying to myself, like I was Patrick, I was afraid of, like that the end was near. And right. While well, you kept hearing on in the news, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you, man. I felt absolutely awful. And I kept saying to myself, there's there's something I need to do with my life. There's something that I haven't done yet. Right. And um, I started to feel better. And I thought what it was, was I was supposed to go get my master's degree. Mm -hmm. And so I felt better. I enrolled for my master's degree. And then I was up there coaching baseball last year. And a friend of mine approached me and he said, hey, Bill, I think you're the perfect fit to start uh, the Miracle Field Project. And that's when I knew. Um, so... I thought about it for a week or so, and I approached a friend of mine um, who helped me run a very successful fundraiser for our uh, the travel baseball program there a couple sure. years ago, right before COVID. We ran a really successful fundraiser for two teams. We raised about $70,000, and that friend of mine is Nancy Kirby. And I approached her a week later, and I said, what do you think about going on a little journey with me? And she said, whatever it is, I'm in. And awesome. I said, we're going to lead the Miracle Field Project. We're going to get this done. And I explained to her the, the ideas that I had. I had I had a whole bunch of ideas. I approached her. And um, and here we are. We've just made a tremendous amount of progress in just nine months. Now, Bill, what is your nine to five? Because obviously this, you know, you, you've admitted to me that this Hey, I, I haven't done something like this before to take this this massive project on. What is your nine to five, and how has that helped you in what you're doing now to lead this effort? 
So my nine to five job, I work for Aon Corporation. I'm a project manager there. I've basically worked for Aon in some capacity my entire life. Um, and, you know, Patrick, there's been things that have happened in my life that um, I really believe have led me to this, that this right. I've been pulled in so many directions and there's people in particular, my manager at, at Aon has really taught me how to line up people with tasks and to lead something like this. And um, her name is Lori Lochran. And I met her 10 years ago. And I can tell you 10 years ago, I would not have had the skill set to do this. Yeah. And it, she has been a, a guide to me and without her influence, I just wouldn't have been able to pull off what, where we're at to this day. It's funny how our nine to five jobs sometimes really, you may not think about it, but the skills that you're working on there transfer over to what you do on the side and in your case, volunteering and stuff. It's absolutely, absolutely helped you because my understanding, this is uh financially, this is a bit of a bear uh, that you've taken bit. on here. And, uh, you know, when when you jumped into it, were you aware sort of of how large of, of a scope this project was going to be? I mean, when you sat down, how did you game plan? All right, this is going to be step one for me. This is going to be step two. Because unless you've taken like a fundraising class or a grant fund or a grant writing class or any of that, I can I can only imagine how, you know, intimidating it was. So um you know, we we sat down and I did do some research. Um, you know, money's going to come from basically one of three areas. You've got private donations, grants, and then fundraising events. And the grants fall into one of two buckets. You either get public grants or you get private grants. And... You know, I look back and, and Nancy and I've talked about this where we we had the right strategy. We started and where, where I started to really concentrate is the awareness with our local representatives. So in Horsham Township, our local representatives, Todd Stevens. But here's the really cool thing about Miracle Field is that. Miracle Field has no boundaries. It, it's not specific to a district. Like when you and I played for district teams growing up, I was a shortstop, by the way. Second um, base here. <laughs> um, Miracle Field doesn't have those type of boundaries. We will take children with special needs from anywhere. Their parents want to bring them to Horsham Miracle Field. We will take them. So we worked with our local representative, who was Todd Stevens, but wouldn't you know it, just a mile down the road from my house is Representative Nancy Genst, and a mile away from Nancy Genst is Ben Sanchez in Abington, and they were three very key supporters for us early on. And then, it, again, going back to like these crazy circumstances that have happened along the way, I just started Miracle Field Project. I go to the mail and I get a flyer in the mail from Senator Maria Collette. And I thought, let me reach out to her. 
And I reached out to her. I sent her an email, never expected a response. And wouldn't you know, the very next day, my phone rang. And it was her chief of staff calling me, Kareem Christensen, called me right away. And the next day, we were rolling. And, and we had local representatives on our side. Um, it, this is a not political thing, right? It's super easy. We're trying to build a baseball field for special needs kids. Everybody can get behind that. And we had our local representatives behind us. Um, and then it's private, you know, we're looking for private grants. That's another way to fund. We've, right. we've got uh, fundraising events. We have a 5K and one mile fun walk that is taking place at Horsham Little League at Deep Meadow Park in Horsham on April 2nd. And we have a large fundraising effort at the Fouge in Warminster where there's going to be two bands, I think, and a comedian. And that is October 15th later this year. So money comes from all over the place. This is, you're right. This is a massively, it's somewhat expensive. It's probably, a, it's about somewhat expensive. Yeah. It's about a $2 million project. Wow. We fundraised about, uh, 10% of that so far, we're, we're, we're a little over $200,000 that we fundraised. But with the events that we have, and we have, uh, we're in pursuit of two very serious grant possibilities. I love it. I think it's great. Now, you mentioned uh, multiple politicians and stuff. Bill, have you thought, <laughs> A, were you intimidated, you know, going up and, and reaching out to you know, politicians are kind of hobnobbing a bit and then also kind of requesting them to sort of back you and back this idea. And then is that something you're also thinking about yourself? I mean, now that you're expanding your contacts and you're getting to know more and more of these people and uh, you're seeing sort of how some of this stuff goes down, you know, for you, is that something that you're interested in politics? This definitely has... Um spawn the passion of public service for me. It's the first thing on my mind every single day when I wake up. Um, and I'm enjoying the work. You're you're helping people and helping children. And, and it just, I'll come back to that in a second because I want to make sure I get this thought out. Sure. Yeah. One of the cool things about Miracle Field is you're building a field for special needs children. Right. But you're also helping their parents. And yeah. right now, our park, when, when, when parents bring their child to play baseball and that child is in a wheelchair, they have to move that children or child across the parking lot that isn't paved. It's gravel. Right. And wheelchairs don't move well in gravel. So you're helping the parent have a positive experience and give them a much needed break. So the... I, this has definitely lit a fire under me for public service work. I'm a huge believer in volunteerism. I think it's good for you, your brain. It's healthy for you to volunteer. Um, you meet a lot of great people. And we'll see where this takes me. Right now, uh, I'm very, very hopeful that we are going to put a shovel in the ground before July of next year. Right. And we'll get Miracle Field built and we'll see where that where it takes me. Um, 
You never know. I, but I, I don't have any plans to do anything, run for office or anything right now. Sounds like a political answer there, Bill. <laughs> um, so you mentioned blocking me. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you know, ideally getting the shovel in the ground next year. Again, this isn't just building a field. It's it's a there's a lot more that goes into this. What sort of is the timeline here? Um, you know, would would and I know a lot of this is sort of, you know, well, if this happens and if this happens and if fundraising works out the way we think and if we get this grant. But run us through or run run the listeners through what the time frame could be potentially for uh, a miracle field in Horsham. So the the plan we we like I was saying earlier, we are in for two very good possibilities at grants where we're working closely with Horsham Township. Horsham Township has been an incredible partner for us. And so we're filing for these grants. We have our two fundraising efforts that I mentioned earlier. If if things shake out, we could put a shovel in the ground and as early as October. Wow. Um, if even if things take a little bit longer than what I'm anticipating, I could see definitely that we have a shovel in the ground by next July. And that would mean that our Challenger Division kids are playing opening day, April of 2024 on our new field. Wow. Now this term, Miracle Field, that's an actual organization. Can you run us through, you know, what they do and how they assist and, and what, you know, the, the background of what Miracle Field is and what it means? Yeah, thank, that's, a, that's a great question. So... Miracle Field organization. They're they're based down near Atlanta, Georgia. There are roughly 350 member organizations throughout the world. We are a member organization. We Miracle Field of Horsham. We are a member. Members pay dues to the organization. It's not all that expensive, and the mission of the organization is to provide these special needs baseball fields to organizations like ours throughout the country. The, they have a, when you join, it was rather intimidating. I, I had a box come to my house. The thing must've weighed 40 pounds. And it's this gigantic binder of all this information that you need in order to move from your infancy to actually have the field built. And they're incredibly helpful people down there that we've spoken to. But any little league who wants to host Challenger Division, you are you could have a field like this in in your neighborhood. Yeah, and and again, I think you talked about this a little bit ago. But there's not many near Philadelphia. There's not many in this area. There's right. There's one in Northampton, um, Northampton, just to make it complicated. There's one in Northampton County. There's right. one in Northampton in Bucks County, uh, the Richboro area. And then there's one out in Western Pennsylvania. I believe there's only three in Pennsylvania. We, we will be the fourth. Now one, our, go ahead. I was just going to add to that, Patrick, that, one interesting thing that we're doing with our field build is that 
we recognized very early on with our interactions with Horsham Little League and the township that we need our field to to have something special, especially when it comes to the size of the field. So most miracle fields throughout the country, it's only about 125 feet from home plate to center field. Wow. And so this field is small. Sure, yeah. Um, mostly kids in wheelchairs and walkers that aren't going to smoke it over the fence, right? Hitting dingers, but, right? But what we did is we recognized early on that not only did we want to satisfy the needs of our challenger division, but we also wanted to satisfy the needs of Horsham Little League and the younger guys, the kids right. that play um, softball at the t-ball level and the coach pitch level, so baseball and softball. So what we decided to do, working with Miracle Organization, we are building our field with a 200-foot fence. Okay. So our field will be roughly the size of the field that you see the Little League World Series played on at Williamsport. Now, I, that's wow. part of the price tag increase for us, where we're at about $2 million. But it also expands the usage of the field, right? That goes back to the the veterans league that we want to start where right. veterans, you know, 200 foot fence, they're, they're going to hit it over the 200 foot fence, but that that's part of the plan. And, and why we think that I like to say that we are going to build the, the finest special needs baseball field in the country. Now, yeah, I, I, I love hearing this bill. How involved, you know, the relationship with the township, I assume here has to be, you know, really strong. And can you walk us through how the township got involved in this or, or how you approached the township of Horsham and, you know, what they're doing to help you move forward with all of this? So, yeah, that's interesting. The Horsham Little League, the land that Horsham Little League utilizes was donated to the league back in the 1950s. And the township maintains the property. It's a rather large facility there with, I don't know, eight or 10 baseball fields on it right? Um, and softball fields. Um, we engaged the township because the township owned the property. And we recognized the, the flaw that I spoke about earlier where the parking lot is not paved and the access to the new field would not be paid. Another um, issue with where our kids play today is Horsham Road, which it runs uh, right next to our property, is going to be widened at some point. And that widening would have taken our existing challenger field away. So we had to work, we knew we had to work with the township because the, ta the kids field was gonna go away and we had to find a new spot for the field, which the sure. township was very supportive. And if you had me on video and you could see, you would see the, the rendering of our field and the township has been super helpful they work with an engineer and we've already got a mock-up of our field. We know where it's going to be located. And, and just even that, Patrick, that took months of planning, sure. walking and trying to determine the best location. That's what I mean, Bill, when I said to you earlier, there's so much red tape, I feel like, in a project like this 
And for somebody who is not a politician, who doesn't have the experience, or this isn't their nine to five, it just has to be a drain on you at times. Like I know you sit there and go, all right, at the end of the day, yeah, I may be mentally exhausted, but I know I'm doing something to help other people. It doesn't stop you from being exhausted though, you know? So I, what, what, how much time are you putting into this being the lead? Cause it's primarily you and, and Nancy Kirby, correct? At this point. At, at this point. Yes. Right. We have, we've assembled a team that's helping us. Remember our organization is very much in its infancy. There are right. things that need to get done now. And like, for example, we have a team that's helping us with events and because that's what is hot for us right now, we we need we're in fundraising mode, right? So we're running this 5K on April 2nd, and we have our big event later this year. And you will like this. I remember waking up as a kid, my parents got the Enquirer, and I would run out to the door at six o'clock in the morning, and I would read the box scores from the day before, right? Man, um, the day the days of box scores. I, oh, I loved it, and I have I have. Uh, <laughs> Baseball America and uh, Baseball Weekly episodes framed up on my walls here just to, you know, the idea of box scores and everything. I, I miss it so much. It's not the same look at them online. But either way, you were saying, Bill. So I, I've always been an early riser. And, you know, when you run a project like this, I, I'll be honest, it's the very first thing on my mind when I wake up. I just say to myself, what if I got up right now, what could I do for Miracle Field? So I wake up. Early in the morning, I have my own office outside. Um, I walk out to the office and generally I'm sending emails to local corporations um, asking if they'd like to get involved or I work on, you know, there's just there's many, many things that that we work on every single day to advance the cause. But a lot of it is just being really good with time management that you I box my time and very often I'm out talking to somebody uh, like tomorrow, later this week, I'm going to a local bank to talk about their involvement and I'm doing it on my lunch break. So it's, it's really about time management and knowing the task at hand and, and really sticking to the plan. We, we had a, I look back and um, we had a plan and we stuck to the plan. It was get our local representatives involved, get our senator involved, reach out to the local community, the large corporations in the area that we know are interested in doing charitable work, um, and reach out to friends and family. And before you know it, there's this groundswell of support. So it's, it's super, super exciting. Now, you mentioned several events that are upcoming. Where can people find out about those events and, and how can they participate? So website 1.0, we, we <laughs> rolled out about like four months ago. Um, it's We are HorshamMiraclefield.com. And right on the, that main page there, you'll see events that we've had. We've partnered with local businesses for Dine and Donates recently, and we our events are listed there. We have two main events, the, the 5K and our large event at the Fouge in Warminster in October. And 
Folks can donate through our website also using PayPal or uh, obviously if they're willing to donate, they can mail us a check also. Got it. Yeah. And one of the things too, that I think is very important for everybody to be aware of is the challenger division and specifically in Horsham, given that that's what we're discussing here, but also throughout in, in little league. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I used to work in an office at Temple university, disability resources and services, and it really opened up my eyes. And I worked there for, what was it? Seven years, six years. Um, as when I was a student, but also for a year after um, graduation and, and um, you know, my time at the Philadelphia Daily News. And it opened my eyes to, well, um, there's a lot of things that unfortunately are not accessible. And especially, you know, one of my best friends is, uh, you know, in a wheelchair. And it, it really dawns on you, wow, things are not always equal uh, the way they should be. And with baseball, you know, you, you, you kind of if you don't think about it, there's a lot of barriers to, to getting children or, or young adults that, that may have a disability or um, some issues to get onto a field. And the fact that these challenger divisions exists is um, a huge thing. And I feel like it just goes under notice sometimes or, or people aren't aware. Uh, so I would encourage everybody out there, whether you're near Horsham or near any other little league uh, organization out there to to look in and see, hey, is there a challenger division? And can I get involved? Can I volunteer? There's a thing, you know, Bill, I, do you mind talking about buddies and how that works well, in the challenger division? Absolutely. So so let it rip. Tell us about it. So the, the challenger division, um, a lot of the kids, you know, they're, they're in wheelchairs or walkers or they, they have a serious physical disability. And our the the challenger division program all across the country has what's called a buddy system and the buddy system is an able-bodied child who plays little league baseball volunteers to be a quote-unquote buddy at uh within the challenger division program so for example if there was a child who was out at shortstop you know in a wheelchair they would have a buddy next to them who's able-bodied who acts as a coach slash assistant. And that taps into what I am super passionate about, and that is volunteerism. So as part of our program, we expect once our miracle field is built, we expect enrollments to triple. And because we are going to build the finest miracle field in the country in Horsham and it will draw children from throughout Bucks and Montgomery County to our facility and that means that we will need more buddies in the little league program there right so that I have I don't know exactly what the plan is going to be but we need to reach into those kids and and get them excited to be volunteers also yeah, it's it's again something. It also is good for, you know, the children and the young adults playing to see that, you know, look, at, growing up, we all played on ball fields where, you know, especially when you get to travel and, you know, your parents kind of drop you off and may not necessarily stay at your game. There's nobody there and it's kind of, you know, this empty feeling. Um, 
you know, it's pretty cool though if you go and and watch Challengers game and you see, you know, a couple, you know, a couple dozen people there watching and supporting and and you know, just letting these children and young adults know, hey, we're watching what you're doing and you know, we support what's going on here. It means a world to them. And uh, you know, I think it's very important that all of us in the baseball community, uh, you know, don't forget that this exists and and have um, you know, when possible, elevate it and, and get more people aware and get people out to volunteer and, and to assist. You know, it's it's something that is just so important and, and too often overlooked. Yeah. And I, I would just add the thing I would add to that, too, is that the, the kids that are in wheelchairs or walkers or have a physical limitation, they know it. They right. they know that they're different sure. in some way. And our program allows those kids to have some sense of normalcy, that they're doing something and they're participating in a sport where they know they're different, but it allows them to participate. And what Miracle Field will do for those kids is just accommodate their, their, their disability in a way that allows them to have a sense of normalcy. And again, it also allows the parents the same. Right. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, I can't stress how important it is, again, for people to to support. And whether it's by helping Bill and the Miracle Field of Horsham with donations or coming out to the events uh, that were mentioned or just coming out to a game or two and, and maybe just volunteering your time. And whether that's with Horsham or whether that's with Northampton or any other uh, miracle field setting, just getting out there and, and working with children in the challengers division, uh, you know, it's important. One other note too, I, I mentioned children and young adults, unlike little league where you age out at, I believe 14 challenger division is a little bit different, right, Bill? Yeah. The challenger division children participate anywhere from age five up until like the early twenties, maybe right. three ish. Yeah. I believe that they age out at at that point. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, it's, it's good to see children and young adults getting out there. And like you said, look, I, I know I have uh, something a little bit different about, you know, how I do, you know, and go through life. That said, I still can hit, you know, a nice poke over the center field fence. And I yeah. think that, you know, anybody that has done that, you know that feeling when the ball goes off the bat, you actually don't feel anything. Uh, you know, I, if you can share that with somebody, uh, I think you have to do it. You know, yeah. I really do. Great. Uh, Bill, while yeah. you're talking to, let me just add this too. Please. Um, the, there's a miracle field only about 12 miles or so from the horseshoe facility. And what an incredible help those people over at Northampton have been to me. They um, have offered me guidance. I've spoken to them about some of the hurdles and struggles that we've run into along the way. Um, Really great people. And again, it seems to be like the theme. I keep bringing it up. Just these people who volunteer their time. You will just amazing people that I've met along the way um, as part of this project that, that just want to see us be successful. Even though we have a field that's only going to be 10 or 12 miles away, 
They want us to be successful. And we have plans with Northampton to actually collaborate with them and, and play like travel baseball where their uh, kids will come to our facility and sure. we'll go to their facility. I love it, Bill. And that's one of the things, uh, you know, I try and do as much as, as much of it as I can to really bring, you know, the Philadelphia baseball community is large. It's strong. There are, again, I was just talking about this the other day. It, you know, if you count JUCOs in the area, there's about 25 to 30 college programs in, in the city or in the, in the region, you know, just in Philadelphia alone, there's close to a hundred baseball programs via high schools, you know, thanks to the Philadelphia public league and all the charters like this community is huge. And uh, as big as it is though, it's rather small too. You know, I talk to a lot of the coaches and, and the players, um, you know, from D one to, to some of the community colleges, they all know each other, right? They all know, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to help out, uh, you know, so-and-so at another school or, you know, there's no, or there's very little, you know, animosity or anything like that. You would think, oh, well, everybody's rivals with each other. And it's not that way. Um, you know, so, and that's one of the really cool things with this baseball community that it is, hey, what can I do to help you out? Yeah. Um, you know, I got to see that a lot firsthand over the last year with the unfortunate demise of the baseball program at LaSalle. Uh, you know, and and just the support, though, that David Miller got uh, from other coaches and, and local players and programs. And now he's over at Penn State Abington. And he's, uh, you know, that was a solid program. And he's going to, I think, improve it even more. And, uh, you know, and that's just one insight to the community here and how supportive it is. And uh, it's good to hear even at the Challengers division and even at this micro local level that you're still seeing that with, with what's going on with between Horsham and Northampton. Yeah. And, and I could just tell you this too, um, this incredible learning experience for me also. Yeah, I'm um, sure. That one in five children are, are born with some type of disability. Right. Maybe it's a hearing disability. Maybe it's a, a physical limitation of some kind. Right. But it's one in five. So there's, wow. It's a, it's horrible to say, but there's no shortage of kids that can participate in these programs. Right. We just need to to really spread the word that these programs are there. Right. Well, and then also to ensure that the resources are available to these programs so that they can happen, so that they can function. Because, you know, again, given the, the situation, it's not always a matter of just a bat and a helmet. You know, sometimes there may be some additional costs needed, and that's where it's great, you know, to have a solid community that can pitch in and, all right, well, let's help out either with donations of equipment or let's ha help out with uh, volunteering of our time or or donating money, uh, you know, because there's some added costs, you know, for, for children and, and young adults in the Challenger Division. It's not as if, uh, like I said, it's just grab your bat and the helmet and you're good, ready to go. Sometimes it's not as simple as that. Right. I'm excited about where this is going to take us. Like it's, it's what do we not know that, that we're going to learn in the future? Like what yeah. you just touched on kids will need special um, wheelchair or a, a special walker. There's things that we're going to learn a, a, along the way that I'm really excited about um, to, to learn more. And a matter of fact, I talked to somebody today who has two children 
in our Challenger Division program, two children with autism that are about six and five, I think. And that's what I was saying to her is I, I need somebody on our team that sees what I don't. What because I my kids don't have autism, my kids don't have physical limitations. Sure, I need to learn how to identify the better with the struggles of the kids and the parents. Right, and how has that been, Bill? How has the buy-in been from the families? Right, I mean, are they? all in, in, in assisting you with those sort of things. Because again, if, if you don't have firsthand experience, right, how would you know, Hey, look, this is great, but that won't work at third base because of this reason, or that fence in the outfield that won't work because of this. I mean, how engaged have families and parents been and how is that relationship going right now between you and, and those that are involved with the challenger division and Horsham? So Horsham little league has a board member who is specifically works with the challenger kids and we started the project basically it started at the end of the baseball season the little league season last year so we are actually meeting with the challenger division program in in two weeks so i'd love to follow up with you yeah yeah so that would be for those listening that'll be like march near the end of march um technically for, for a meeting like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think having their buy-in I'm sure will assist you, um, you know, as this process goes on, because yeah, you're right. I mean, Hey, we, we think one thing, but you know, we're also not on that field. And that's where I think having the people, like you said, from Northampton and from miracle field, just the, the central, the central office, you know, having those people uh, involved to help and guide you and, and say, Hey, look, we tried this at another location. It didn't really work. Here's what you should be doing. You know, a simple thing would be like the turf, right? It isn't necessarily like, let's just put down turf that we're getting from Lowe's or Home Depot or something. This is something specialized, right? Right. It's specialized in a way that wheelchairs and walkers need to be able to move easily on that. Right. And that's part of the ADA compliance that the the turf has to sit over top of a surface that will allow the movement to, to occur easily. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's not just, um, you know, let's throw some bases down and we got a ball game here. No. A little bit different. No. Well, look, Bill, I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate everything that you're doing to help the baseball community to most importantly, help the challenger division in Horsham to help the township and help Horsham little league. Where can people, follow up with you directly is there um you know are you on twitter or anything like that or your email address how do you want Um, people to reach out my email address is bill period slaymaker at gmail.com i'm also on facebook william slaymaker you'll find me out there and uh the twitter thing just isn't working for me patrick oh you you got to get on there man Uh, well i'm on there uh I don't even know what my Twitter is. What do I what do I do next? Is that what you're saying? You're on yeah, there. Yeah, kind of. I I feel like I need a social media manager at this point. Yeah, that's what uh, I I teach a lot of students down at Temple, and uh, I talk about LinkedIn a lot. Mm-hmm. And the students give me the same reaction to LinkedIn. They're like, LinkedIn, what is that? What do yeah. I do on there? I, I one of the one of them said it's is that like Facebook but for adults. 
And I was like, <laughs> I guess she can call it that. Um, yeah, it's social media is it's a wild. It's the wild west is what it is. It, it totally is. But it, if people wanted to reach out to me, Bill period Slaymaker at gmail.com or you'll find me on Facebook, William Slaymaker. And then, Patrick, one thing I didn't mention to you, which is a yeah. complete oversight on my part. Sure. Is uh, one of the other things that we've accomplished over the last nine months is that we formed a corporation in Pennsylvania. We are Horsham Miracle Field uh, as a corporation. But even more exciting is that we received approval from the IRS for 501c3 status about three weeks ago. So it's a huge accomplishment for us. It simply means that anybody who was kind enough to give us a donation, it is completely tax deductible. So uh-huh. a ton of work went into that. And sure. um I kept checking the mailbox every single day for like three months. It finally came through and we're super excited about having 501c3 status. Yeah. And that's, that's good to hear too, especially uh tax day coming up. So yeah. people want to, people want to donate. They know how yeah. Bill Slaymaker, the project lead of Miracle Field Horsham. Bill, I appreciate your time tonight. Thank you, Patrick. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely.